0: Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch.
1: I'm Josh Hyman.
0: And uh, as always, today we got a fun one for you guys. Mm. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about Dimitri Yaskin, former blue, winning the MVP of the KHL. Uh, We got got some gamer boys on the blue squad, Fortnite tournament. Hosted by the NHL Players Association, Uh, the Blues took home first place and $100,000 for charity. So we're going to talk about that. $100,000. So we'll talk about that, touch on that, the potential potential resumption of the season. And we're going to talk about the Rams Stadium and how they just bumped $500 million off of Roger Goodell and the rest of the NFL. But first, before we get into that, Josh,
1: what do we got? You hungry? Hungry? I'm always hungry. I'm starving. I'm always hungry.
0: What I'm really hungry for, specifically right now, is Built Bar because they taste so good. So much protein chocked into them. Built Bars are by far the tastiest protein bars I've ever had and during quarantine can't get out to go to the grocery store. Protein bars are essential to keep my, uh, personally for me, to keep my energy going throughout the day. They have 16 amazing flavors. Ooh. Eat chocolate. And uh, yeah, eight chocolate nut flavors and eight chocolate nut-free flavors, but their bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew, so it doesn't feel like you're doing a workout while you're just digesting food, you know what I mean? There you go. And they're they're healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Gosh, I know you love the peanut butter brownie. I know you love that peanut butter brownie. It's got 20 grams of protein, only 170 calories, three grams of sugar, three grams of net carbs. So, if you go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get ten dollars off your first order. What? Locked On? Ten dollars off your first order at Built Bar. Check them out the cream of the crop when it comes to protein bars I've never had a protein bar that tasted any better and uh yeah Of that love stuff it. love it Of that stuff so uh Josh take your pick your poison what do you wanna what do you wanna hop into first
1: let's go for uh, let's go for some good news let's go for um <clears throat> what was it over the over the weekend um Robert Thomas Jordan Cairo and Vince Dunn um this is this is they finished second I don't think that's true is that true
0: Oh yeah. uh, well. Vince Dunn, Vince Dunn, and Jordan Cairo won the Twitch streamers tournament. So they won. Forget the uh, specific amount of money. The specific amount of money, but they or no, they didn't oh, win. They go. came second place. There we go. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last month they finished um, second in a charitable Fortnite tournament. This week in the Fortnite NHLPA Open with the addition of Robert Thomas to their squad, the group finished first. That means another hundred thousand. So that's two hundred thousand dollars to charity in total. Um, but this most recent one was a win. Yeah, and they beat out
0: a whole, whole armada of um, NHL players, including Max Jones, who's a good friend of Thomas and streams with them a lot. So that was funny to see. Yeah, um, and
1: um, yeah, it was it was pretty entertaining, honestly. For those of you who don't know, the um, <clears throat> the article here says the breakdown goes: they donated fifty thousand to St. Louis Children's Hospital, twenty five thousand to St. Louis Area f- Food Bank, and another twenty five thousand to a muscular dystrophy research. Um and that's because uh, Robert Thomas's Billet brother Owen suffers from spinal muscular atrophy. Um, so that one probably hit pretty close to home for Robert Thomas. but it's really great that they're uh, that they sent out a uh, hundred thousand dollars in charitable donations. We love to see that for the squad. It was it was
0: it was really entertaining, honestly too. like if I know a lot of people on Twitter, especially like part of the older crowd, they think like, oh, like, you want me to like go watch these guys play video games for a couple hours. Like that's gotta be the most boring thing. But when it comes to these three in particular, I think, I mean, one of the commentators, I think Zach Hyman was the commentator for the tournament. He kind of said like, you could make the argument that these guys could be like, if they weren't playing hockey, they could be famous for being streamers because they are so good at video games. Right. Um, and, I, and I think, especially when you match them up against other NHLers, the second round, so there was, was a tournament of four rounds. It was blitz mode, whatever, placement, points for placement within the Victory Royale, um, and then you also got points per elimination. In the second round, the team of um, Robert Thomas, Vince Dunn, and Jordan Cairo got 15 kills. Whoa. Which, led the entire tournament nobody got more than that in a single round so wow these guys are absolutely cracked and honestly i think they could pick up any game on xbox and be better than anybody in the league at it
1: yeah it is
0: it is very entertaining i've been in a lot of their streams and it's a fun and the chat room goes nuts
1: uh, yeah that's been one of the one of the positives of this whole quarantine is um a lot of these uh, athletes and all sorts of sports are getting on twitch you know um Streaming for their fans, interacting with their fans more, and we're seeing a, uh, a side of these players that we maybe never would have gotten a- been able to see, um, who weren't for such a you know unique, uh, world bending event like this. So um, you know, it, it, they've been you know getting in touch with their fans, um, talking to them in chat. Um, we're seeing them play video games, win video game tournaments. You, you know, we're used to seeing them go out there and win the Stanley Cup. So yeah, anyways, um, it's always good to see, um, you know, those guys, uh, succeeding in something they, uh, they enjoy just like casually, you know, reminds you that they're, they're just, they're just like one of us, uh, a bunch of knuckleheads who love playing Fortnite. It's great. <laughs> All right. I know. Yo, keep, you got, keep going. You got this. I, I know Robert Thomas is
0: playing a lot of Warzone too. And I, I mean, that's, I feel like that's everybody's kind of a choice in quarantine as well. And, uh, like he might like he's good at that too so like kind of what I what I was going like was going off of earlier is like it just seems like these guys can pick up a game and play it and be good at it right off the jump so if you haven't been in the twitch streams i would highly recommend it the chat room's always popping and it's like it's own little community within a community so It's kind of cool. And the players are really good about looking at the chat, kind of like you talked about, Josh. Yeah. Uh, So it really feels like you're building like a personal connection with each player. And that's a lot
1: of fun. Yeah. And it's something you almost like forget exists. Like a lot of these, especially hockey culture, um, you know, you're meant to be like team first, um, not really show a whole lot of personality. Uh, So a lot of these guys just all come off as uh, drones, you know, that just go play hockey and then they give the typical, got to play better pucks in deep. Hard sixty minutes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and you don't really see a whole lot of uh, personality outside of you, like your PK bands and your your Brad Marshans and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So this is definitely a good change of pace. It's been really fun. It's been um, something I've really enjoyed watching. Like you know, your Tommy's a frequent in the in the Robert Thomas Twitch streams. Um, Team Elite, fun. yes sir. But yeah, and then they um, <clears throat> and then they. The
0: um, nice thing, the nice thing about Robert Thomas's stream as well is, I mean, Vince Dunn. I think it gets a little more attention in terms of like viewers, so the community is a little bit bigger, so that's fun. But Robert Thomas's stream, um, he said that every donation, so like bits, of which is like the currency you can like donate to the streams and subscriptions and all of that stuff, goes to Owen as well. So that's really cool. You're you're basically supporting like a good cause. Yeah, joining exactly.
1: His, his exactly. As they're, well, they're they're playing with the with the viewers, um, giving back to their fans. It, it's great to see overall. Um, all right, let's take Absolutely. a let's let's jump into a short break, and we'll be right back with um with uh, what's we going to net. We'll see. We'll be back with some more news. All right. Um, in other news, Dmitry Yashkin was named KHL MVP. No, you are not hearing that wrong. Do not adjust your headset. <laughs> Do not adjust your radio. That is, Dmitry Ashkin has won a KHL MVP. This
0: what? What? first season in the KHL with the Moscow Dynamo. Yeah. 31 goals and 63 points in 58 games.
1: with above ridiculous. a point I, per game. I, I mean, Imagine. I, I guess those wider rinks really allow for those uh, wraparounds a lot more freely. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. No. I always, all,
0: thought, yeah, I always thought he was like a good, like... Six player, he's kind of like a grind it out kind of dude. Um, I feel like a lot of people expected him to be, I guess, the goal scoring phenom that he kind of turned into in the KHL, but he never really was that. Um, I don't think that was a problem, but I think I think a lot of those guys are, are like from there. I feel, I feel like they kind of thrive and get more confidence when they go to the KHL, so it could be this could be a product of that. And we could, I mean, maybe we could see a Dimitri Askin return to the NHL.
1: Yeah, be surprised. I mean, but like that being said, I think one of the biggest things is if you look at like his NHL stats, he got off to a really hot goal scoring start when he uh, when he first joined the league, uh, you know, first came up. And I think that's because a lot of guys were giving him more space and um, more mm-hmm. time. Uh, and he really took advantage of that. And then, you know, the, sp- the speed picked up guys closing on him faster and, you know, no, no knock on him. But maybe it's just one of those cases where he's not cut out for the, the speed and the, and the quick decision making of the NHL game because um, that's when his production started to go down. Um, you know, that being said, he moves to, over to Russia, bigger ice, uh, slightly less skill, and he really thrives. And you know what? It, it's, it's you know, one of those leagues where it, it, a lot of times guys don't look at it as like, uh, oh, I wish I was in the NHL. A lot of guys find their homes there and they succeed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hey, who who knows? Who knows? Maybe Zanichi Ashkin's the next KHL phenom.
0: Yeah, honestly, that would be so fun to watch, and I think it's – I think it's a reoccurring theme for Blues fans within the community as well to kind of root on players even after their time with the Blues is up. We've seen that with Robbie Fabry, Joel Edmondson, uh, guys like that who actually jumped in the in the Twitch stream the other day with Vince Dunn a while ago. So that was cool to watch them play Fortnite together, to catch up. But uh, yeah, it's always it's always nice to root on the boys even after kind of. Uh, Done their part for the team. Right. Uh, you you still have a personal affection for them, even if they're not wearing the note anymore. So it's nice oh, to, to see them prosper.
1: Especially, especially, um, you know, I mean, not so much Dmitry Ashkin, but uh, the team is a recent memory. Like the team, you know, cup-winning team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The Dmitry Ashkin part of the one of the more fond eras of Blues hockey. Um, yeah. So no reason not to give him love, not to root for him, and hope he hope he succeeds in the KHL, which clearly he has been. I mean, MVP is no small um, no small feat by any means. Absolutely. Um, all right, next we can hop it into real quick. Sure. Uh, Tommy, you're talking about the, the Rams and their stadium. Uh, you know a little bit more than me, so why don't you get the ball rolling on that conversation?
0: Yeah. Um. So essentially, uh, Stan Kroenke does what he does best and asks the NFL for more money, uh, <laughs> and an extension, I believe, on the construction due date. Uh, so basically, a few guys have seen like, what they're doing, uh, but the SoFi Stadium has a massive, just massive video board. I think it's called the Oculus, and it's circular. The stadium, so their scoreboard is going to go around the entire. i guess infield grass um but it's hollow it's a hollow circle interesting um i guess that ran up their bill quite a lot because he's asking the nfl for 500 million more dollars um in an extension and it's funny because when the rams were in st louis and they were trying to the new stadium they asked the nfl for a hundred million more dollars bring their total up to three hundred million. The NFL said, "Absolutely not. We have strict guidelines when it comes to that sort of thing." Um, naturally, and then they go to LA and said, "Oh yeah, absolutely, not a problem." So it, <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's, it's, just another, it's just another—it's just another uh, pin in the laurels. Uh, it's another stack of files in the evidence case that the Rams can use in the lawsuit. So that aspect, I go. appreciate the NFL saying yes, um, but it's still kind of aggravating because. I miss football in St. Louis. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's. Speaking a- of missing football in St. Louis, the Battlehawks might be coming back. Oh my goodness! We gotta, that we got to get into that. I mean, real quick, the, the, the final point I'll say on the LA thing is like the LA effect is clear. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers just failed immensely at rebuilding for the longest time. Um, and then LeBron James said, hey, I want to go do movies as well as play basketball. Oh, cool. There's a basketball team near near where I can do movies. Sweet how that works out. And now the LA, and now the Lakers are one of the most dominant teams in, in basketball. And, you know, Cl- Clippers worked for it a little bit more, but eh, still the same sort of thing. Just traded for some superstars because they're they're in Los Angeles. So, you know, I digress. But, uh, yeah, so for what Tommy's talking about. I just, the- just got
0: Mookie Betts as well.
1: Yep, tonight. yep. Yep. Um, but anyways, we're talking oh, about the, 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 the XFL. There's been some rumors swirling for a little bit now that there's like been a mysterious buyer. Ooh. Um, and we've all been kind of like, yeah, right. Okay, whatever you say. Um, but then it's gotten a little bit more credibility lately because that mysterious buyer has been unveiled as none other than Vince McMahon, who might be trying to rebuy his own bankrupt business.
0: I don't really understand how that works. Does that does that confuse you as well,
1: Josh? Bankruptcy. I mean, from what I understand, bankruptcy is a thing you declare. Um, thanks to the office. Love the office. Yeah, so you. I I don't think bankruptcy necessarily means you have zero money. I think it's just more of a financial thing that you do when you're like, hey, please, please be nice to me. We're 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 not going to be able to fund our fund whatever it is we're doing lately. So it's not like it's it's just dead in the water. But it's like in business terms, it is. But like in reality, this whole thing, I guess, is possible. I mean, I don't really know the details of it. I'm not a not a business major, but um, I mean, I, I I I don't I don't know exactly how that would work I, I, I have I, to think Vince McMahon has
0: enough money he can pretty much do whatever he wants
1: no yeah I mean I don't know if it if you're able to rebuy your own thing because it's bankrupt I don't I don't know the details of it let's I, 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 who the does I he pay about, right the more you I pay. talk about it the more I'll just end up sounding like an idiot so instead <laughs> let's talk about the implications
0: uh, would it would it resume the season where it left off? Oh, and would no. we finally get that that uh, upper bowl game at the Edward Jones
1: Dome against the LA Wildcats? The one thing that I hope is that the team stay the same. Um, <laughs> you know, the Battle Hawks right. had some really lovable guys on it. Uh, we talked to Bruno Reagan, a uh, member of the O line, and. You know, he basically said that that their O line was just one big family, moving as a unit, et cetera, et cetera. I think the Battle Hawks really had something special going. Um, even though they uh, had some players drafted to the NFL, you know, props to them. Um, I'd love. That is another problem though, because if they're so Jordan Town was under contract with the Chiefs, right? yeah. would he be able to play in a separate league? I don't think he would. I don't think he would. But I, I think well, because didn't that happen before the XFL folded? Anyways maybe not I don't know I think it was after I don't know um regardless it seems like it would be really complicated in terms of like getting the rights to all the teams back and the team owners etc etc it it seems like a like a tough one to, to come to fruition but I mean obstacle course for sure I'd love it uh, the fan reception was I would great love the, it so- the Battle Hots were pulling in more more attendance than the LA Rams were you know that's my favorite stat to bring up about this whole thing <laughs> um it's great um what you what you really love to see? All right, let's uh, let's let's jump into um, the uh, potential return to play scenarios that are being discussed right after a short break. All right, so recently uh, news came out that the that Disney World uh, in or the Orlando area. Uh, potential frontrunners for a uh, return to play for the NBA season. So there is uh, now becoming more and more ground uh, being made up in, in terms of a potential return to play. Um, first of all, I think it would be pretty funny to see, to have all these athletes like chilling at Disney World and then going to play NBA games while they're... Yeah. <laughs> while they're not
0: like, they win World. the finals and they're like, I'm going to Disney World. Let's
1: go, baby, Splash Mountain. Right down the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, um, but I mean, you know it's it's tough it's 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 tough because like you can't really predict how this is gonna go um, and how this is gonna you know how the numbers are gonna are gonna change Um, obviously as fans we want to be as optimistic as possible but uh, there's a whole lot of uh, unknowns and um, speaking of that there was one article where a doctor came out and basically said, "If the NHL returned to play, I suggest that they do this, 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 then this." And like, I don't, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but I remember it was like, players I'm wearing full face, p- p- players wearing full face shields. All right, that's that's fine. And then it was off the winger, bat, we're kind of. <laughs> uh, I'm like, okay. I'm like, uh, like uh, but okay. And then like, it was like, wingers must stay two feet apart on faceoffs instead of like jostling like they usually do. Um, no spitting on the ice no gum chewing or anything like that Um, I don't know it was just a whole bunch of things that would make hockey not hockey and a lot of people said oh if you're going to do this might as well cancel the whole season now I think it's tough I think you bring the season back you have all these even if you don't have those implications even if you don't have a bunch of rule changes even if the game is the exact same that it is until the end of days, people will be wanting to take this cup away, be be claiming it as less legitimate, et cetera, et cetera. Especially if there's a bunch of rule changes uh, due to health and safety. Um, that being said, it depends on how much you want it back. Like, would you rather watch hockey and then just kind of consider this like a one off? You know, because I know, I know, at least in, in, in for for my sake. Unless the Blues win the cup, I'm absolutely going to be like, eh, okay. Like, cool, but, like, you didn't really.
0: And, like that's yeah, the self- especially, if, especially if there's rule changes. Like, it's it's just a completely different game at that point. So, yeah, you won the cup, but, like, it's not the same cup that everybody else won.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the selfish hockey fan of me wants hockey back i miss playoff hockey you know i i want it back more than anything i don't want to leave this season just like as a hanging question mark that we'll never get a resolution to um but that being said it's definitely going to leave a bit of a you know like if the the teams that normally would have been in the been in like the the first round of a regular playoff if they all of a sudden get knocked out in a best of three by a much worse team that wasn't deserving of a playoff spot there's going to be some Um, Star fans, right? There's gonna be some reasonable, um, uh, reasonable exception to that. Exception taken to that. Um,
0: But again, a a lot of the players are. I've heard a lot of the players are like, like kind of falling in line with that theme. Is like, in Montreal Canadiens weren't a very good team this season, but they do have Carey Price who could just go on an absolute tear and shut people down. Whole and like.
1: And, like, another big thing is, like, um, you know, I tweeted it out, um, and and it's true. 2014, I said, like, 2014 playoff, 16-team playoff, two-team playoff, I don't care. I just want playoff hockey. And at the end of the day, I think that's true. I would rather watch the greatest spectacle in all of sports playoff hockey than not. That being said, when it's all said and done, I might be a little bit like, okay, that that kind of wasn't as wasn't as cool as I thought. Or all the teams are going to be healthy and back to full strength, and it'll be amazing. So who knows? Um, I think I think for me, just if you're going to change the rules,
0: all that stuff, and like essentially make a game of hockey that's not really even hockey anymore, just wait. Maybe don't cancel the season and just like wait and see like what's going to happen. Wait and see so that like because even if they come back too soon and like. like basically like restarts itself and like there's its ugly head not that it's gone but just like gets to the point where it was what a month two months ago just ridiculous and like numbers just kept going up it's like i don't think it's worth it to bring it back that fast you know not at all all. i'm I'm sure they're thinking of that as well and like well like to take every precaution as possible but it's like you need to find a happy medium it's difficult to do because it's basically a damned if you do damned if you don't situation where people are going to be mad if you play out fans and all these stipulations because it's not the same game of hockey anymore but they're also gonna be mad if you don't bring it back at all so it's the yeah. tough situation it, it,
1: glad i don't have to- right right there's no right answer um it sucks being the one in charge of making those decisions because you're not gonna be able to make everyone happy no matter what um because, like, for our, from our sake, you got, like, the... Obviously, we want the playoffs to happen because the Blues were on a roll. Um, but then you got, like, you know, guys that are, you know, maybe on, like, the 24th ranked team that are going to now have to be separated from their families for a month-plus just to lose and just to whatever. And and it, you're not going to be able to make everyone happy. Um, at the end of the day, I have faith that the NHL will make the decision that's most responsible and, you know, caters to everyone's interests and needs. Um as effectively as they can. But it's an unprecedented unprecedented situation that we're living in. Um, you really can't expect things to be anywhere near the norm that we're used to just because of the times that we're living in. It, it, it's it's so unique and unprecedented, like I said, that it, who knows? Really, who knows how it's going to be? I have full faith that the NHL will make the right decision and maybe I'll be a little upset whatever they decide one way or another. But at the end of the day, we just got to take it day by day and uh, see what happens.
0: I mean, if you, if worst case scenario, scenario, you have to push the draft back because you have to push back season or the playoffs or anything like that, I think that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. The draft doesn't have to happen at a certain time. Right. All right. Everything I think everyone's concerned about at this point is just safety, and I think that's the way it should be. So. Right. Yep. All right. I
1: think that's all I got for today. Tommy, you got anything else?
0: That's all I got. Um actually um one little nugget of information is Vince Dunn did say on his last stream I believe that he is doing an NHL 20 tournament coming up uh, for for Sportsnet and he, I don't think he's played NHL 20 in a long time. <laughs> Hopefully Hopefully, Daddy Padre can give him some tips and tricks. Yes, but uh, if you guys want to tune in for that, I would highly recommend it because that absolutely. should be fun.
1: All right. That being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Lockdown Blues. Check out Lockdown NHL; they got a great show. Uh, stay tuned for some more uh, fun episodes this week. Um, we'll have something fun tomorrow, and then we'll have another Gauntlet on Friday. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.